Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. BeamPod is presented by DowMaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. DowMaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. DowMaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to do a big, huge, important market update. Because the market is absolutely tanking. How low will it go? All right, so we got Russia, as, as time of recording, has just invaded Ukraine. The markets, both the stock and the crypto markets, have had a bloody 24 hours. How low is it going to go? How long is this going to last? We're going to basically discuss what you need to do to prepare for this and, you know, when when to buy the bottom, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's absolutely terrifying, you know, turning on the news yesterday, seeing some tweets and all of a sudden it just happened. It, the invasion just happened. You're like, oh my God. Because you saw all these influencers and whatnot talking about how, oh, you know, the Western media is turning this into a big scandal and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, hello, they did invade and there was actual intelligence that, led to those beliefs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the signs were all there that it was going to happen. And obviously, you know, Josh and I were fully against war. The actions of Russia are criminal and disgusting. But seeing as this is a financial channel and a lot of people have a lot of money invested in both stocks and crypto, it's important to talk about what what we're doing, um, what we would recommend people think about doing. Um, you know, you got to protect your own assets, right? And, and these are major world events that have huge consequences for global financial markets. So the writing has been on the wall for a while now. You know, there's been, there has been media from all around the world, different, different spots. And take, take everything with a grain of salt. You know, the media is paid off by you know, certain conglomerates, et cetera. But from a risk-reward perspective, when you know that there is a potential for war and you know it's going to be catastrophic for the markets, what have we been preaching to the Discord? What right. have we been saying on our Twitter accounts? It's, look, from a risk-reward perspective... It's probably a good idea to take some money out, maybe put them into some stable coins, let the market settle, figure out what it's going to do. Because if you're in altcoins right now, they're, they're down 50, 60%. Bitcoin, you know, down 30, 40%, like a yep. little bit less, right? But the altcoins are going to take a massive hit. So we've, we've de-risked yep, for sure. out and put our money into stable coins, right? Yeah, I mean, we've been posting about the Discord. I've been posting on Twitter. I de-risked a lot of my small and mid-cap altcoins, got rid of almost every single one of them about two weeks ago when Bitcoin was sitting around $45,000. Um, altcoins just take the brunt of it, you know? Like Bitcoin, as you said, you know, it might go down 10 15%. Altcoins can go down 50% in that same range. The HODL strategy, the diamond hand strategy, does not work for altcoins. They're extreme. And, you know, you see these comments, people like, no, never sell diamond hands. That strategy does not work with altcoins because they're so volatile. When they rip 100%, you should be taking profits. Yeah. And we, as we've seen, you know, we have this huge scare in the markets over the past 48 hours. A lot of altcoins have dipped 40%. Um, so is it a good time to dollar cost average in right now? Probably. There was that inter interesting chart that we were talking about that shows where global markets go from the time of invasion, right? So it was the last six major wars. There's a huge dip on invasion. And I think five out of six or four out of five of them, the market recovers pretty soon afterwards. 
Mm. So by the invasion, you know, as, as horrible as it does sound, that seems like a strategy that has worked over time. And we did see a little bit of that today. You know, Bitcoin did have a, its massive sell-off. And then it ticked up like 6 7%. Yeah. You know, the stock market did the same thing. Um, it's, almost, it's almost like we've been acclimatized to these worldly events and we kind of get over it and move on from it. However, there is potential for more fear to come. You know, we don't know what Putin's going to do next. And it, there could be something that we don't expect at all. And then that shocks the market again. So it's, it's more of the shocking factors that I think we need to be aware of. 100%. We're, the market right now, we're not in a technical analysis market. We're not in a, a market where, oh, this project has a great partnership or is launching this. That doesn't matter. We are in a news-driven, fear-laden market right now where any significant move by Russia or Ukraine or USA or China, that is what's going to drive the price of Bitcoin and therefore all other cryptocurrencies, right? So... This is the way that I'm playing it. And this is, you know, just my personal opinion. Putin is not out of tricks yet. The media loves to spread fear. So when there is something that he does or a sanction that is put forth to Russia and they're going to retaliate with doing something else, the media is going to play that up to be much, much worse than it actually is in real life. You know, do I think World War III is starting right now? No. But I think there are going to be more headlines that are pointing towards World War III and that's going to cause the fear. So do I think... We've seen the lowest point of the markets, the invasion crash. No, I think there's probably worse times ahead. So I'm, I'm staying patient, right? Yeah. I mean, we like when, you know, you have the Iraq, Kuwait, you know, you have the U.S. invading countries in the Middle East. The public, you don't really have the Canadian news. You don't have the European. Not everybody is publicizing it the way that this is. There is so much coverage on this right now. Twitter is exploding. You didn't get this type of explosion from other wars. So to me, it feels like we're entering a world war and it's not necessarily going to be uh, nukes and, and missiles. It's going to be what we're seeing now, the sanctions. So we're at war, but maybe more from an economical standpoint, data breaches, you know, other type of ways to curb Russia's attacks moving forward. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, cybersecurity is a huge one. I think I've already seen some things about Biden and NATO planning cybersecurity sanctions and all this kind of stuff. And you know, Russia, they're all about the cybersecurity hacks. So I, I think at this point, we have to expect the unexpected. Um, I'm not going to be going all in on any dip buying because I think there's going to be a lot more fear to come. Um, you know, we always preach dollar cost averaging. And with Bitcoin sitting around, you know, 35, 36, 37,000, altcoins are sitting at great prices. So if you have the patience and the metal to dollar cost average into your positions right now, that's a good idea. And, you know, I think in the long term, you're going to see these prices go a lot higher. However, I would just say you have to expect the prices to also go a lot lower in the short term here. You know, this thing is just getting started. Um, we don't know what Putin's intentions are. We don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to take the whole country? Is it going to stop at... Is it, is it just a, a quick blitz? We're not war experts, right? But it just, I think you have to stay patient here. As enticing as it can be to see Bitcoin drop to 34,000 like it did yesterday and everyone's screaming, buy the dip, buy the dip. You know, dollar cost averaging slowly, but I wouldn't be going all in right now. Like, the, no, no way, no, no way. And, and I think, you know, I think Biden's supposed to be coming out with a crypto uh, regulation uh, speech at some point here or announcement. I think that's really important. Um, you know, I mentioned in a, in a tweet earlier today, it was more along the lines of just observing what's occurring and seeing the price of Bitcoin just slide, you know, the way it did, it goes to show you that it's still a risk asset, it's still very speculative. And 
organizations or institutions that are holding it are going to get rid of the riskiest assets first. So we still need this regulation to come in as well. So I think that did highlight that Bitcoin is still in its infancy until we eventually get these regulations. Um, Another thing I I identified or saw as well was the cybersecurity. Like you can get attacked from the ground. You can get attacked from the air, you know, the physical threats, but there's also the cyber threat as well. So you know, I know some of our listeners are into stocks, they're into crypto. So from a stock market perspective, maybe you want to start looking into the cybersecurity stocks like CrowdStrike or Sentinel One, you know, because those are trading at all time lows as well. You know, we speak about the altcoins. For sure. But there's some stocks out there that could be a great play at the moment as well, right? Definitely. I think you, you touched on it just there. It was people were, you know, they always try to frame Bitcoin as this new safe haven, inflation hedge, all that. But you're right. People don't actually understand what Bitcoin is because it's so early. So what is actually the safe haven? It's gold, which has seen a massive spike over the last week as war ramped up, right? So, you know, if you're into stock investing, I, you know, I'd be looking at the gold miners or the gold ETFs, right? Like uh, Barrick Gold or whatever. Those are the ones that have actually seen the price increase due to the war. Whereas Bitcoin, as you mentioned, it's still treated as a high-risk technology. That's because... People just don't understand it yet, and that's fine. But you can't just you can't will something into existence right now. You have to treat it is it is what it is right now. So it is a still a risk on asset, and with uncertainty looming in the world, risk on assets get dumped, right? Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, gold is probably a good play right now, or was a couple of weeks ago. It's actually been going up for the, like the past six months on yeah. a very gradual, steady incline. When you look at Bitcoin over the past year, it's actually down twenty four percent. The past uh 30 sorry past three months down 35 percent yeah gold on the other hand for the past six months is up something like peter schiff just loving this i know he is but it's it's something that institutions hold a lot of right it it the regulate everything's already there in place for it so it's a lot safer of a haven for these big wealthy individuals for sure um one of the the you know good outcomes that's going to come of this conflict um you know for the financial markets perspective and for a lot of these people who are you know looking to capitalize on these opportunities is I think the fact that now that there's a major conflict and it's probably come a lot quicker and maybe escalated a lot faster than people think will probably delay the Fed in in the States from raising interest rates or tapering out of the market, right? That's what everyone was scared of, you know, a month ago. That was the big fear. Fed tapering, raising interest rates, inflation, all that kind of stuff. That was going to tank the markets. Well, now I I think they were expected to do a rate hike in March next month. I can't see that happening now. There's too much else. There's too much other things going on. So I think they're one either going to push that back or just scrap it all together. Mm. So that kind of props up, keeps the markets propped up for X amount of time. So that is one bullish indicator I would say that's going to come out of this that the interest rates probably won't get hiked. That, that is a good thing. Um, where, so where else can we? Lo- where else can people look right now? You know, we have because there's so much uncertainty. Do, do people just sit on cash? Do people just sit on a stable coin? Are there opportunities out there in the market for people to invest in? You know, when I ask myself these questions, I start, I start to think of, well, Russia is one of the largest exporters and producers of commodities required for electric vehicles, for batteries, um, you know, so like nickel, copper, like all these things that we're going to need. They're also one of the largest exporters and producers in the world of natural gas, petroleum. So that's why we're seeing Oil prices above $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. Mm. The last time that Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. Um, so I would almost start to look maybe more into the companies that in the U.S. 
that manufacture these, mm. you know, because there's going to be a, there's going to be a huge demand. And if you're sanctioning Russia right now, right? Like where are we going to get the resources from to do this? We're yeah, going to have to start sure. looking internally. Well, we, we touched on a lot of those t- topics in our wartime stocks episode from a couple of weeks ago. Um, you touched on the natural gas, the oil angle, and you know, the, the equipment and the weapons companies, they have all seen a great spike since that episode. Um, so there are other places to look. I think other things you can do, you know, for me personally, I'm hitting, I'm sitting heavily in stable coins. You can stake your stable coins, stake your stable coins for a week, for a month, for two months. You know, you, you, you actually earn passive income just by having those stable coins on Binance or wherever you have them. Right. Um, that's something I have been doing and, you know, it's less risky than actually investing in a lot of mid and small cap altcoins right now, which I'm absolutely not doing and you're earning income. Um, so you don't just have to have your cash piled under your bed. You know what I mean? You can put it to work in less risky ways that are not exposed to a global conflict. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, staking, pooling, all that kind of stuff for crypto is, is such an awesome thing that I would be taking advantage of if I had a, a big pile of stable coins right now. Yeah, and I was looking on Binance today to look at, you know, what the staking percentages are. And for, I think for B, BUSD, USDC, and USDT, somewhere around 3%. So, and it's flexible as well. So you can withdraw, take it out whenever you want. Yeah, that's the You best don't part. have to lock it up for 90 days. So that is a play that I'm doing as well. For sure. Yeah, I think there are other ways to to make money, less risky ways um, during, during a conflict like this. Um, but again, I, I think it's always important. We always say zoom out. No matter how, this, how bad this conflict gets, the world will get through it. The charts will recover. The S&P 500 will recover. Bitcoin will recover, crypto will recover, right? So dollar cost average into your positions, um, we learned from all the past conflicts. Not only, we even talked about this on the wartime stocks as well. We look back to the Vietnam War, the Korean War, World War II, all these invasions. There is always a dip and it's always a buy the dip opportunity. Mm-hmm. The world moves on eventually. So just try not to panic sell when there's blood in the streets. Those are usually good times to buy. Um, I mean, what, what's the best case scenario here and what's the worst case scenario? Best case scenario is what we saw when COVID hit in March, 2020, it, the tank, the market tanked for what, like a week. And then Bitcoin went on parabolic run and went up to like 69. Yeah. That is best case scenario. That's something. But what, what happens in, what has to happen in Russia and Ukraine for that to happen? I think we need to see a resolution. Yeah. And so either Russia, it's a very delicate situation here, right? Like. Do we impose sanctions that absolutely crush Russia, but then Putin actually follows through on what he says. And he says, you guys are going to, whoever tries to get in my way is going to see the wrath of like God pretty much. So it's a fine line. Or do you let him accomplish his goal? And the, but what does he do from there? Does he have another plan in place after that? You know, so. Give a man an inch, right? That's, he'll take a mile. So I'm wondering, or does he just, Move in swiftly. The Ukrainian president says, okay, have what you want, and it's over. I don't know, man. This is a crazy man we're dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, he's coming to, the, you know, he's getting a little bit older in life. Maybe this is his stand. You know, he wants to bring glory back to Russia. And I think that's the scary part. We, that we just don't know. We, that you cannot predict what that regime is going to do. So to say that the invasion is the, the worst thing we're going to see and the lowest markets are going to go, that's not accurate. I, I, there's no possible way he's going to, launch missiles at Kiev tomorrow or something like you just no one has any idea yeah. you just have to play it safe this is not the time to be going risk on don't go all in don't ape into these dollar these low prices for all coins it's, I think it's just a bad idea mm. um, 
yeah, worst case scenario, this war gets a lot worse and pulls more countries into it. I think if we see any of the other first world powers like USA or China or, you know, the big European nations, if they actually get pulled in in a meaningful way, that's going to be big, big trouble. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be terrible for the world and terrible for the financial markets. I think it's unlikely, but you have to be prepared for the worst. You never, you just, honestly, you just never know what this guy, like you see him sitting in some of these interviews or press conferences and he just seems so, you know, nonchalant. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to do anything. Then boom, he just dropping bombs. And it was so well coordinated. This has been an attack that's been planned for years. He didn't just do this overnight. And the other thing about that is that what are we doing? You think Canada is sitting over here planning for when eventually when Russia goes into Ukraine? Then it's the last, it's not the last thing, but they have so many other aspects of their job as a government that they have to focus the on. Truckers. Right? Like <laughs> they have the coronavirus, they have yeah. other stuff they have to worry about. They're not thinking about meanwhile, this guy's sitting in his little den. They're like, okay, if I move this piece here and do that thing here, he's if you're playing a game of chess, he's so far ahead of the curve mm. right now. I imagine Putin sitting in like a den with like a bunch of bears, <laughs> <laughs> like big Russian grizzly bears yeah. <laughs> planning his, his attack. Um, yeah. I, I, I always like to put myself in the position to say if someone who was completely out of crypto and stocks and who had never invested in these things before, if they came to me today and said, is this a good time to start investing? And I, I do, I play this to my, in my mind at different times when different things are happening in the markets, because you get so caught up in your portfolio and you want to make up for gains and protect your loss, all that kind of stuff. Right. But if you put yourself in the shoes of someone who's never invested, is this a good time to start investing? I would say little, like slowly, like right now, you know, prices are low in tech stocks, in crypto, which are the things that we like probably the most. Um, so, you know, slowly, which is like dollar cost average into these positions, don't go all in. But in general, I think prices are very attractive across the board. They yeah. could get lower. I mean, but that's the whole, that's the beauty of dollar cost averaging, right? So if you put 5K in today and it drops in 30% next week, well, you put another 5K in and mm. you're, you, you, keep, you get that bottom price eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, look at where everything was trading five, six months ago, right? So everything is at a discount. Again, risk reward. I did buy a little bit of Upstart today. Oh, yeah. It's an uh, AI lending platform. Uh, Smash their earnings. Like just absolutely smashed it cool and you know what we were talking about the rate hikes earlier in the episode when you have interest rates you know potentially being increased you have inflation it's putting a real stress on people's you know financial situations and this is a stock that has to me it looks like it's bottomed out and then when they they absolutely just obliterated their earnings and i know that lending is going to come in super handy moving forward i put it Put a few bucks in today, yeah, yeah. you know? So there are some opportunities out there. I, I think at the cybersecurity stocks, you know, if we see another attack of from a cyber perspective, yeah. you know, that could also sp- send those flying as well. For sure. And they're also in a more of like a bottomed out position. Yeah, I mean, basically all tech stars yeah. are right now. So, so from when you ask that question, where is this a good time to invest? Yes, but in certain areas. Yep, certain right? sectors. Certain Picture sectors. sectors. Yeah. Um, you know, it's as as much as I hate watching the news or not watching the news, reading the news on the internet all the time and being glued to Twitter. I mean, this is one of the times where I am kind of looking for these things because they can have a quick snap effect. You know, if a news comes out of missiles being launched in the capital of Ukraine, the markets will react. Like you said earlier, because social media, it reacts so quick. Mm. It's like, how does it sell off so quick? It's insane. So that's what I would say. Look, just just keep your, keep your eye on what's going on in the news. 
Um, don't make any snap decisions. Dollar cost average into positions. Just try not to panic sell. If you think things are going to zero, they never are, right? The, the markets always recover. Um, it's a shitty situation right now, but this is kind of the, this is the, what we're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And tune in, honestly, just go check out our wartime stocks episode where yep. we knew, we didn't know that there was an attack, but yeah. we said, hey, look, if there's an attack, these ones are going to do well. And a lot of them have been performing. So, you know, go, go, and, go and check that out as well. Yeah, that was a good one. Cool. Uh, you got anything else to add today? I think uh, I think that's pretty good, but uh, make sure you listen to the next episode. It's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.